Welcome to the Pure Creative Force Podcast. I'm Christy McNabb, your host. There's a pulse of creativity running through each of us. It's our job to honor and activate it. Creativity is the antidote to the ills, struggles, and challenges we see in our lives and the world around us. The act of creating and bringing forth something new dissolves the old and useless ways. Join us and discover how to unleash the pure creative force within. Hear from fellow creators about their process and learn how to keep elevated. Be inspired to go create. In today's episode, I interview Libby DeRoe, the electronic mantra music artist, Osley. She just released her first album, Elevate, which includes high vibe and heart-centered tracks, bringing ancient yogic mantras to modern life. And if you listen closely, it's her amazing track, Song of Bliss, which opens and closes the podcast show. Libby is a classically trained singer who performed for the Washington Opera as a child. She shares her journey connecting to her heart and the cosmos to create her music and how a good friend introduced her to the esoteric teachings of Kundalini Yoga, helping her out of grief and a painful time in her life, allowing her to rise and create a new path for her art. Here's our interview. Welcome Libby to the Pure Creative Force podcast. Thank you. So such exciting news, you're launching your first album and your artist name is Osley. Obey, serve, love, excel, and elevate. Tell us a little bit about your journey as an artist and what has led you up to this amazing album and the release that's coming up. Cool. Um, well, I, before this, I was making other kinds of music. I was making like mostly dark electronic music. And then, um, I guess four years ago, I moved to LA and I had a family tragedy and my world like just turned upside down and I was super depressed. And I had made friends with Remington Donovan. He was like my first LA friend and he would always be leaving to go to this mysterious yoga. And I was like, I don't really like yoga, but what, where are you going? And he was like, oh, it's this esoteric mystical form of yoga. I don't think you'd like it. So of course I was like, well, I want to go. And then I went to my first class and I was like, this is super weird. And then I went to a four hour workshop the next day. And I was like super pissed off for a month and a half. And although it was really uncomfortable, it helped move so much grief out of my system. Like I was able to survive. It was a really, really tough part of my life. And I didn't know if I would survive. And like the Kundalini yoga was really instrumental and in, I feel in saving my life. So then I was still making my other music and I was just like unmotivated about it, but it's always my natural form of expression. So I'm always going to be making music. And then I just started making mantra music. And I think it was Tasia, someone at teacher training had said that mantra is also like 60% more powerful or I could be making that number up exponentially more powerful when you listen to it, it's recorded in your own voice. And I love mantras. I love that. It's kind of like you're casting spells. Like, what do you want? Protection, prosperity, um, cleaning, all of that. So I was like, okay, I could really use that. And then that just opened up something 
entirely an entirely new path. And I, the difference between what I was doing before is that I felt motivated about this and I felt excited and I, I felt the energy behind it. And it was very lightful and, and different and elevating. And that, that I'm very motivated by beauty. Like in my natal chart, there's a lot of Venus ruling everything. So bringing that beauty into the world and then feeling excited and wanting people to hear it and like feeling like I'm doing something, I'm helping. That's, that was what that was about. Amazing. And share with us your, the tracks that you're, you're launching. So the mantras, which ones did you choose and why? I don't know if I chose any of them consciously. I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to do this mantra now. It kind of evolved naturally, like uh, hand in hand. Like I, um, I'm doing Chatra Chakravarti, which is a great mantra for courage and fearlessness and for clearing nightmares. And it kind of just instills uh, the imprint of victory within your very cellular structure. It's really powerful. And that's one of my favorite mantras and one of my favorite songs that I made. And um, that happened with like the chords that I just started playing. And then I just started singing. That's really how it happens. And then triple mantra. And I started writing that one during this past election, which was really intense. But I think that got me through the election. (laughs) And that helps with protection and also moving through blocks, which is, yeah, super powerful as well. They're all powerful. And then um, the Guru Ramdas mantra, which in my album, I just call it Guru Guru Wahe Guru. And that one, I think, might have been the first one I did. And I love that because it was so lightful. The experience of it, of making it was pure love coming through. And I was, I felt just so in love in general. Like my cousin had just stopped by my apartment. She was like, it feels really good in here. And I was like, I know, like, it's crazy. It like permeated my entire space. And then there's, let's see. Ah, Song of Bliss, which is uh, my cover of Sing Car's Song of Bliss, which um, I heard it the first time I was in Satya's class in Portland, Oregon, and I just started crying when I heard it. It was the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. And then he played it the next day, and I started crying again. And so I was like, okay, this song is really moving. I need to listen to it all the time. And then, you know, out of love, I wanted to create my own version of that. And then the last mantra is the Mool Mantra, which I had been um, chanting 108 times a day for a couple years or three years. I don't, I don't know. I don't really count how long I do my meditations for. I know you should, but um, I just do them for as long as it feels right. And that one I love because it's a destiny changer. So whatever you were, you know, scheduled to be doing on your life path, like that one helps you be like, no, greater, what's greater, what's better, what's the highest evolution of my soul, get me there now, I'm ready, you know? Mm-hmm. So when you hear the words pure creative force, just share with us your journey, you know, the, the music that you were creating before and the music that's coming through you now, you know, what, what does that mean to you? What definition would you give that in your own experience? Pure creative force? Yes. Well, when I hear the words, that not that like uh, Adi Shakti or... Isn't that what that is? The primal force. The primal force. Yes. That's what it makes me think of. And it's this very dense kind of um, golden 
like creamy buttercup light just coming straight through. I, it's almost like the, um, what's that? You know how Play-Doh has the, what is it called? The, the, the paradigm, basically like the model, the archetype of something and its perfection and- The form. The pure creative force is like the form. And then we try and hook into that. And we're getting, depending on what we're doing, we're getting different parts of that. Just like how we have this higher self and this entire soul, but we're not all here with all of that. We, we took down what we're using for this life and we're trying to always connect with the whole thing. Does that make sense? Absolutely, yeah. So in relation, if you don't mind me saying, in relation to the music I was creating versus the music I am creating now, that's like using different uh, frequencies of what's available through the pure creative force. And what I was doing before, and I don't say this with any judgment, but it was like lower frequencies, lower vibrations. I was uh, experiencing that. And it was like um, always a good uh, outlet for my pain was to write music. And so it was working with that kind of frequency. This is a different frequency. This is much higher. And that's not to like this like lower and higher those words can be have values attached to them this simply is high very high vibrational music mm -hmm. you can feel it oh absolutely so that's yeah, what i'm tapping into now yeah it shifts um when you play these tracks it shifts the energy in the room and it can shift the energy of you really kind of that's how i elevate. feel too yeah so tell us about obey serve love excel and elevate why did you choose that so I, I wanted to use, um, I wanted to make my own name. I wanted it to be a moniker. A lot of people within the community who make music are using their spiritual names. And well, the first letter of Osley is O, which stands for obey your authentic self. And so I was obeying my authentic self, which wanted to, you know, create my own name. Um, it's made of two Yogi Bhajan quotes. One is the law of excellence, which is obey, serve, love, excel. But then the second quote, is, it goes like this, elevate each day, live to elevate yourself. Each day, elevate one person, make elevation your religion and you shall reach infinity. Mm, beautiful. Like that just like blew my mind. I was like, I just wanna like bathe in that quote. I want that quote to be like, with me at all times. And the name Osley then is like, if you're gonna go traveling anywhere and you can only take like one carry on, that's Osley. Obey, serve, love, excel, and elevate. That's all I need. Awesome. Did you always consider yourself creative when you were little as a child or is this something that you've really blossomed into, your creativity? Oh, I've always been creative. I grew up in a really, creative household. Like my mom was always playing Laura Nero and Carly Simon on the piano. And if she didn't feel too annoyed by us, we could bang on pots and pans. And, and then I started singing um, professionally when I was in second grade with the Washington Opera. And um, my mom always used to make me sing for dinner guests. Like I, was really, <laughs> I hated it. But now like whenever people ask me to sing, I'm like, yeah, this is a gift. Like, why am I? Yes, I'm going to share my gift. Yes, I'm going to sing. And it doesn't matter how I feel about it. I just do it now, you know? Mm -hmm. Where do you find creative inspiration? Obviously through yoga and your meditations. 
Uh, definitely through yoga and meditations, but also through a lot of other music. I'll hear things that I like and I'll take them and then I'll make them my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there's actually um, Guru Guru Wahe Guru. It's, you wouldn't know it, but it's really inspired from Lana Del Rey's Born to Die. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> yeah, I just heard a lot of sounds there that I was like, oh, I really like this. What could I do if I did something with this? Yeah. Awesome. What challenges have you hurdled as you really opened up to your authentic voice? Well, the biggest challenge is from myself. <laughs> Does, I feel like so many people must feel this way. Like uh, when you're in your divine flow and you're doing what you're intended to do, like you're using your gifts and it's coming from a, a pure place, the universe, I feel it opens up for you but you can always cause your own roadblocks. <laughs> like uh, for me, by being a perfectionist and also being very uh, allowing neuroses in, and that, that can take the form of many things. For me, I had like an obsession about time. Well, it's, is it too late to do this? Or when is this going to be released? Or uh, should I release it now? Or, well, you know, and just causing my own discomfort. I could have had a very smooth journey, just like driving, cruising down the, the PCH, looking in the sunshine. But instead, I like put myself on a roller coaster because I wanted to have that experience. <laughs> and how did you work through those? Like, or how do you kind of catch yourself when you know you're being your, your own worst enemy? Well, I have a lot of really good people around me. I have a lot of really good tools. So people can pull you out of that by saying like, you, you're being ridiculous right now. Or they can remind you, like, the journey of 10,000 miles begins with one single step. So put one step in front of the other step. Like, they can give you perspective, um, or you can have tools to remember to give yourself perspective, yoga, meditation, even something as simple as breathing. Just like, and then you change the energy right there. And I think Yogi Bhajan, he might have been talking about something else, like when you're angry at your partner or, or a friend and, you know, don't, instead of just getting into it, like, take a sip of water. You know, it's like those <laughs> little things to try and ground you and also, like, remember what's important. Absolutely. And... Also, as you, you're really stepping into your authentic voice, share with us some of the synchronicities or the miracles or the doors that opened, you know, things that you could have never planned in your life. I think sometimes it's hard to remember like what life is like before, <laughs> but I think, no, I know that my life has improved a lot and that I've accelerated the evolution of my soul certain things that I thought would be forever and like how that's just how I am. Uh, I'm watching myself move through that and also be better equipped to handle it. Like um, handling depression and the feeling of isolation. Like what, when you're depressed, you isolate yourself and then you feel really alone and this and that. And that I've from this 
I have more and more access to that feeling of connection so that I, I love being alone, uh, but I don't have to feel lonely. Or when I do, I have more tools now. And also having this music playing in my space 24-7, I think it really has, it's changed the space, the frequencies, so that lower frequencies are not able to linger here. It's like a natural law. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get as much of that crap. And so that's not going to be able to stick to you as much. So it's been a more lightful space, which has been giving me more of a lightful existence, cleaning myself from lower energies and stuff that becomes easier as well. And I've garnered a a greater awareness of um, what that feels like when you're in the swamp and like, you just feel like crap. You can't tell anything from anything else. You can't see it's like, swampy water and then as you're coming out of the swamp now you can see if you have a leaf on you and if you have some dirt on you you can clean it you know what i mean oh absolutely and you've got more energy so with the higher vibration the more energy more fluid you have the strength to decide where you're going to focus your thoughts or how you're going to approach the situation so it really absolutely yeah that really resonates with me too, because I have like been <laughs> really fatigued for like years. I've had like some weird health things. And in the past year, I've like been able to do so much more. And I don't, I don't really equate that to like the music I'm making, but that makes sense mm-hmm. because I'm like more, have more diamond focus and using my gift and I'm feel more passion for my life because of it. And it's like, this is something I want to do. This is what I want to share. And then the angels and the guides, they respond to that directness. Amazing. And being an artist, you know, being creative, it's a lot of feminine energy and that flow. Share with us how you master both the masculine and feminine energies as an artist <laughs> or navigate <laughs> share how you master them i guess i need to be a master to tell you that <laughs> share how you navigate them <laughs> well when i was 8 i started uh, becoming classically trained in in voice and piano and it's very disciplined like it was classical training and i really liked that like not not every kid likes that but i really thrived in that environment, structure is really important. It's kind of, it's interesting because when you talk about structure and that kind of organization, it's kind of like you're talking about Saturn, which is the, this masculine energy. And if everything is in place with the structure, then you have like Neptune, which is like music and creativity and art. And Neptune's also the, the dissolving of all boundaries into like this universal cosmic love, all is one. And how you kind of need both, though, especially at least on Earth, you need that structure so that you can then dissolve the boundaries. It's like I sometimes I think about like Picasso and I could be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure Picasso went to fine art school, like learned all of the classical methods of painting this and that. And then he scribbles this dove, you know, that looks very like a 
with childlike joy. He makes this dove and everyone's flipping out about it and buying it and they still sell it in postcards and at the museum and everything. But I think that that discipline and that education is necessary to get to a place where then you can break the rules and come into your own authenticity. It also reminds me, it's like spinning out a little bit, but um, there's this idea of like, why, why we came here and why we separated ourselves from God, why we asked to be separated so that we could have the experience of separation. And then why is it challenging? Because it's like, if you get a, a jigsaw puzzle, you want to put the puzzle together and feel like you solved it. I did that. Look, I did that. And, and experience the joy of your, your own being accomplishing something. That's why it's, we're always struggling to get back to God because God's like, you wanted this. Like, you're going to feel really good about it when you get back. Like, I promise you asked for this. Um, <laughs> what advice or tips do you have for listeners who want to be more creative or who have a song or a book or something that wants to come through? Well, on the tail of the other question, I think that setting up a, a time and space for you to a time and space where you're going to come back every day and just do whatever it is that you're trying to do and like be prepared that there's going to be like so much garbage. Maybe many days you'll just be like, that was crap. But like, <laughs> you know, like, um, also don't be critical of yourself because you'd have to realize that that's stopping the flow by setting up a time and space, it's not about what's coming out in that moment. It's about you telling your higher self, your angels and your guides, this is my doorway. Like I'm creating this portal, please come through. And I'm gonna do it this time every day. So you know, you know, one, I'm dedicated and I really want this. And this is when you can find me and I'm opening myself up. Also being intentional and having a connection. Um, well, for me having a, a practice where I'm always connecting to my angels and my guides and asking for my heart to be opened and to be a divine channel for love and light to come through and flood the earth. Just ha having that ritual where you're connecting, that's been really um, beautiful for me. Mm, that is beautiful. How has Kundalini yoga opened you up to your soul's work? How has it really transformed you? Well, <laughs> You should have seen me before. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like um, it's helped me in so like innumerable ways, but one of them is to listen, to listen to what's coming down, and also to listen to myself, to develop a deeper relationship with myself, where. I can be like kind of scatterbrained and say, I want this and I want that. But when you develop your practice and you're always coming back and doing the same meditation, la la la, and spending time with yourself, it's um, more potent when you're saying like, I want healing, please give me healing for this. I'm going to use this mantra for 30 days and this is for healing. You know what I mean? Developing kind of that inner sanctuary or mm -hmm. yeah it's also helped me with um self-love too and having this inner sanctuary that's like this garden that is more lush and it's helped me to access passion that had been 
Oh man, I felt like uh, all these tragedies kept happening in my life. Like right when I was about to do something exciting, you know, like right when I was about to move to LA or right when I was about to go here. And so it made me afraid or just like, yeah, in my life, whenever I was happy, then someone died or something. So you kind of become afraid of like experiencing happiness or being passionate about something because it's just going to be taken away. And so you are more comfortable with living in a, in a pain place because it's familiar and you can make that you know pleasurable in its own way but now I feel like I am getting a pure connection and it's making me feel so much more whole and complete because it's all I've ever wanted anyway you know to feel connected it's beautiful and creating that sanctuary for yourself connected here to your heart. Yeah. You know, my name Libby means my heart in Hebrew. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. I've always had a very like big heart for other people, but not for myself necessarily. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Of course your name means big heart. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any go-to meditations or mantras? Maybe what, what are you practicing right now to help you with this launch and promoting your music? So I've been doing the meditation. I forget the exact name. It's uh, to like uh, conquer the five tetavas. I have to ask Danielle because she also does it every day. But it's the Apsahai Hoa. Yes. Where you are holding your breath out and then you do the three quick breaths on the hug. I've been doing that one like since I started Kundalini yoga. That's just like my everyday clean up the subconscious garbage. That's like a great everyday for the rest of your life one. (laughs) Awesome. How many minutes are you doing it for? That one I'm doing it for 11 minutes now. Yeah. Uh, But I've done it as few as three minutes a day before, which I'd want to say to people who are afraid of meditation. Like I wasn't always a meditator. I hated it. And it was very uh, torturous for me. Like it actually felt like torment. Um, I don't, I'm so removed from that now, thankfully, but it was. And if you can, you can do anything for three minutes, like three minutes is not bad. If you can commit to three minutes a day, like commit to three minutes a day for like 90 days, you know, and then reassess. But you might find that you want to do more some days and that you want to keep going because it's, the way you feel is changing. And then also I started doing Sakriya a couple weeks before the summer solstice. And that one's so cool. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it makes me, uh, I feel a lot more direct and like I can, things that would have overwhelmed me before I get overwhelmed very easily because I start going down all these rabbit holes, like with my mind and making excuses. Well, I, I need to do this before I do this. So I can't even think about this because then, then the problem with that is that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And this is just like, okay, do it. Sakriya helps me just do it. Okay. It's not, and I don't even experience that same kind of neurosis, at least not on the level it was before. <laughs> you know? It's like a personal power. You're stronger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
fascinating. Aren't those what the mantras are? They're like, they're like, give you like superpowers. And like the child in me who was like a witch and went into the woods and casted spells, like loves mantras. It's like so happy about it. Oh, you're amazing. It reminds me of this uh, Yogi Bhajan quote about, you know, be the lighthouse. And oh man, that was a, a quote I went hard for too. Like the idea of like the lighthouse it just stands there being its authentic self. It's shining its light. It's just shining its light. It's not going out to the ocean and trying to rescue sailors and stuff. It's just standing there tall, shining its light. And by doing that, being itself, it's helping people find their way home. And I think, honestly, the S stands for serve. And there's the idea the truth that when we serve others, we serve ourselves. But the second part, I think, is a, a little uncomfortable, especially for like empathetic people, is that when you serve yourself, you serve others. I think that as empaths and healers and as creative people, um, we're more porous, and so we f- we experience more. You're a cancer, so you probably pick up on so much emotional stuff from other people. And then you have a light in you. So you want to like go and help other people and you want to help them all the time and you want to help them until you burn out and you have nothing left. You want to give it all away. And it's like, be the lighthouse. The lighthouse helps people by just standing tall and shining its light. So what's next for you? Well... I just finished this album. It's finally like up for distribution. It's gonna, I want to be playing at all the spiritual new age yoga festivals. I want to be sharing this light and just basking in the, you know, the goodness and the love and bringing the healing. So that's, that's what I intend to be doing. And I'm just taking the, you know, journey of the 10,000 miles. I'm just taking my first single steps. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Yeah, because like before when I was making my other music, I was thinking about how much I wanted to perform, but I didn't want to email anyone and I didn't, you know, it was hard. And why doesn't anyone just ask me to perform? And now I'm like, this is what I want to do. Okay, guys, this is, I want my music to be full of, you know, heart chakra and healing and um, help people clear things and elevate and like, they're like, okay, let's do this. And I want to play these festivals. Please like make these opportunities available if it's in my best and highest good. Okay, boom, boom. And I'm just waiting to see, okay, what else is going to happen? What else is going to happen? Amazing. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. The album is absolutely beautiful. Thank you. I love it. I'm really excited too. <laughs> I can't wait to see what's next for you. Thank you. Thank you, Libby, for your insights and wisdom. You can purchase her album, Elevate, on iTunes. Follow her on Instagram at Osley underscore music. That's O-S-L-E-E underscore M-U-S-I-C to see her upcoming events and releases. Also be sure to check out the show notes where we provide an explanation of each mantra and how you can use them in your life. Thanks for joining us on the Pure Creative Force. Be inspired and go create something new today.